drug feels better when they're prescription All I know is the world looks beautiful The world looks so damn beautiful and I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day When I felt the Hello. way that I do Hello. Right we're back, another episode of You Are Being Unreasonable, a podcast about people being unreasonable on the internet. On mumsnet.com. Any explosions you can hear in the background are not terrorists trying to get into our house, it's just fireworks, because it's that time of year, isn't it? We are recording on the 4th of November, so actually, if you can hear fireworks, these people really should have remembered, remembered, do it tomorrow, we're recording, we're busy. Remember, remember, the 4th of November, not the time for fireworks. Exactly. That does seem like quite a mum's netty approach to fireworks. So with that in mind, shall we do the speed round? What, like don't don't have them apart from on the fifth? Don't have any fun. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable to tell you my mashed potato cheat? Ooh, no. Am I being unreasonable, DH, disappointed? Oh, well, yeah, don't disappoint DH. It's great. Am I being unreasonable to think people shouldn't have dogs? A uh, little. A little. Sounds like you're advocating dog genocide. Doggy uh, side. Oh no, doggy side. Am I being unreasonable to tell my friend he's a hypocrite? Not if he is. And am I being unreasonable? Delivery driver just had a dump at my house. Oh, yeah, no. That's not not on, Mr. Delivery Driver. I mean, I hope that he asked. I hope it didn't just like he didn't barge in with the parcel. But we'll never know, because it's the speed round. I I actually do know because I saw this on our sort of sister Twitter account, Mumsnet Madness, uh, earlier today. Oh so dear! So I read the whole thing, and oh. it is unpleasant. Is it worse than the shitting man from episode four or whatever it was? Hell's, it may be the shitting man. Oh no! But certainly, in terms of assault on the senses, it sounds worse. Oh dearie me! So I'm glad you covered it in the speed round. Well, so yes. So we don't have to go into excruciating detail I don't like to do uh, poo threads too often they come up all the time <laughs> so much so that a mum's net thing is asking are you the poo troll and guessing whether or not there's one or several poo trolls on mum's net anyway let's do a thread it's not about poo am I being unreasonable to not be able to decide if he's as horrible as he sounds the poo troll no <laughs> Not a romantic interest, just someone I'm frequently in contact with. What he says is awful. Racist, homophobic, sexist, etc. Basically, he's a one-man Daily Mail bingo card. His actions, however, don't actually reflect any of that. He's kind, helpful, friendly, and nice to everyone, regardless of their race, age, sex, etc. It kind of goes like this. Homophobic comments, but staunch supporter of his gay friend getting married. Happily attended and was involved in the wedding. No issues whatsoever with rights for gay people. Racist comments, but he never treats people of another race as less. He interacts with them. No issues with mixed race relationships or children. Socialises and helps them when needed, etc. Sexist comments, but he treats women with respect. Never a bad word to say about his ex or ex-wife. Still friends with them, and he'd help them in a heartbeat if they asked. Comments about people on benefits. 
But when someone expressed surprise at how well raised a child from a family on benefits is, he jumped on that person for being a snob. And of course the child is lovely and well behaved, as the parents are the same. Why should she be any different? The examples are many, and I can't get my head around it. The way he acts and interacts with people, all people, make him a decent human being. The way he speaks makes him an awful, ignorant bigot. He advocates for genocide on a regular basis, but when the chance came up for him to participate in some genocide, he said, no thank you, and walked away. Pretty much, yeah, that sums (laughs) up this garbage post. I would love to know more about this poster. I'd love to know if the poster is, as I have expected, a cis-het middle-class white chick who's saying, well, I haven't seen any evidence of him being horrible. Because some of the ways that she phrases things suggest that she's got a lot of her own um, unchecked privilege where she might not notice if he's actually going about being bigoted. Mm. But maybe not. You can be homophobic and have one gay friend. I mean, you kind of have to if you're homophobe. You need to have a gay friend. Actually, my friend is gay. Yeah. Actually, I've got a gay friend and he says I'm cool. Yeah. Actually, my gay friend agrees that being gay is disgusting and he actually hates it. So, Mm. yeah. Actually, I know a few dog owners, so it's cool if I kill all these dogs. Yeah. They're happy with it. So, yeah, should we go through each of the the things and the weird defences that this woman offers? Homophobic comments, but he was a staunch supporter of his gay friend getting married. Sounds like he pushed his gay friend into marriage. (laughs) It's also very specific to one person. Not he's a staunch supporter of marriage equality, just his gay friend. Just his gay friend getting married. Yeah. Maybe maybe he just wanted to marry him off so that he wouldn't, you know, look at him. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know. No issues whatsoever with rights for gay people, says the OP. Well, that's, that, that's the baseline. That doesn't make him a good person. That is the baseline. So uh, what it, What are his homophobic comments, are what I want to know. Well, yeah, but like, she doesn't include any. He didn't have problems with rights for gay people, but that doesn't mean he couldn't say, I find this icky or whatever. Yeah. Which is in itself homophobic, but nothing to do with rights. You know, like, he might see a gay couple walking down the street and be there shouting like but then he'd be like no no let them marry but it's my right to shout homophobic slurs he might tell people on the train that they've dropped their gay card and then when they (laughs) bend over to pick it up say uh gay i hope that he's going around i fully support your rights (laughs) i'm glad you carry a card though (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) to be clear you should carry a card or maybe some sort of Visible marker. Yeah, visible identification stitched onto your arm. Uh, Let's move on. So, homophobic comments. We don't know. Just because he was a staunch supporter, which is too much. A staunch supporter of a friend getting married sounds weird anyway. Racist comments. But he never treats people of another race as less. He interacts with them. He has no issues with mixed race relationships or children. He socialises and helps them when needed. Now, the OP has used them in a way that is a bit weird. Yeah, you're perfectly happy to help them, interact with them. He just would prefer if they weren't here. Yeah, also he thinks you should send the buggers back. Yeah, I mean, he's actually helping them to... uh... Helping them to move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm really concerned about you after Brexit. I think it'll be really hard. So I got you these papers for application to indefinite stay in the US. (laughs) Not here. Yeah, again, we don't really know enough. Sexist comments, but he treats women with respect, never a bad word to say about his ex or ex-wife, 
still friends with them, and he'd help them out in a heartbeat if they asked. Again, what are the, what are the comments? Yeah, this, I mean, this is absolutely meaningless. And it all feels like the whole thread, the whole post, sorry. Is this person feels like perhaps they're friends with a bigot and they really want to justify it to themselves and inexplicably all of mum's net? <laughs> like, if you're friends with a bigot, just keep quiet about it. Um, comments about people on benefits. The examples are many and I can't get my head around it. The way he interacts with people, brackets all people, make him a decent human being, but the way he speaks makes him an awful, ignorant bigot. Well, I mean... You can't ignore that. Um, but maybe maybe he's just saying one thing with one person to please them. Maybe he just wants to please people. So when he's around bigots, he says bigoted things. Which is why she's hearing all the bigoted things. Maybe she's a bigot. Maybe she's there saying... Yeah, but but when she but when he's around his LGBT, uh, black and minority ethnic female friends, yeah. he's all sweetness and light. He's all happy to help. I mean, she's the sort of person who starts a thread on mum's net, so maybe she's rocked up. She's been all turfy, and he's like, I guess this woman's into the bigot chat. Oh, what, what, are the, uh, what are the gays like, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she's... Oh, man. But I do have a dear friend who's gay. Yeah. I love him very much. She's rocked up with all her mum's net bigotry, her low-level posh white lady bigotry, and he's trying to lean in to make her feel less uncomfortable about being a horrible bigot. It's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. It's a uh, half Jim Davidson, half Owen Jones kind of man. Hmm. Maybe he literally undergoes a transformation at night and turns from a uh, helpful gent into a bigot. I um I can't think of anyone I less want to spend time with than a half Jim Davidson, half <laughs> Owen Jones, Jekyll and Hyde character. Can you imagine? I think independently bigoted but sanctimonious. Yeah, independently it'd be bad enough, but the uh, mixture is just is a bridge too far for hell's. Really not sure why I thought of Owen Jones as some kind of social justice warrior. Oh. There's got to be better examples. I don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Someone says, isn't he like all the idiots who make racist generalisations? Then uh, don't get me wrong, the ones I know are lovely, it's all the others. Which, it does sound like that's basically what he's like. Yeah, he just sounds like Middle England. Like, he'll be perfectly charming to a LGBT black person to their face, but vote for policies that actively discriminate against them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he sounds... A bit like that guy that used to run our local um, forum, mm. who always said that he was just a very rational man who was, you know, interested in making sure hard-working people had the best possible community, but then occasionally would come out with, like, proper hate speech, but it was always hate speech under the guise of him just being concerned about people's well-being. Yeah, it's Tory ideology. Yeah. I know what's best for you. So maybe, yeah, this man is just a Tory, and on that basis, given that... he's her... just a Tory, and there's millions of them, Given that her question is, am I being unreasonable to not be able to decide if he's as horrible as he sounds? Yeah, he probably is, but I mean, if you cut out every Tory... Tories are everywhere. Ask your kids if they're Tory. If you see a child kicking a homeless person to death, they might already be a Tory. Okay, with that, should we move on to our <laughs> next thread? Am I being unreasonable to think children should get a vote? Ooh. I was thinking about democracy and voting in general and was wondering what people would think about allocating a vote to everyone irrespective of their age. Obviously those who are under a certain age, 16, 18, would rely on their parents to make an informed decision about who to vote for on their behalf. 
but this would surely mean that everyone's interests are better represented. My arguments are, one, if you are a single parent with five children under the age of 18, then your family of six currently only have one vote to cast. Your influence over the end result would be the same as any other individual, despite the fact you are effectively representing six people's interests. Two, parents who vote may genuinely think that one party or result is best for them, but another party or result may offer better policies for their children. The current system requires parents to set aside and compromise on individual preferences in order to effectively cast a family vote. Three, it is impossible to combat the impact of the grey vote if children and teenagers are not properly represented. The current distribution of votes does not represent the distribution of the population and is skewed heavily in favour of the older generation and therefore their interests. I'm not an expert on this, <laughs> so would be interested in other views on it. A good last sentence to throw in there. I don't think that we needed that sentence. I think no, we probably I, could have we gathered figured that out from context. Yeah, not an expert. I think dogs should vote. What if you've got four dogs and only one vote, but we have no dogs and we have two votes between us as a couple, which means that dogs aren't represented. But when we're voting, we're representing the interests of two cats as well, one cat each. But are we representing the interests of one cat each? Am I the proxy voter for Aussie's best interests? Or are we collectively representing the interests of cats? Yeah, we're representing the interests of cats. And i I got to be honest, I don't look that closely at the main party's stances on cats. Perhaps what we've done here is gone down a weird tangent and we need to accept now that cats and dogs and children are three very different things. So we're accepting a conceptual distinction between cats and children right away. Yes, I think we need to do that, otherwise we look mad. Alright, let's do that. Yeah, what so... What about pigs? Pigs have almost human level intelligence. Well, in that case, I think they should cast their own votes. Just imagine Farmer Hoggett directing Babe into the... Voting <laughs> and then Babe then, in turn directing all the sheep into the voting booth. Yeah, directs all the sheep into the voting booth. They all come out and vote. And Farmer Hoggett gives him a little nod and says. And then he sings that song that makes me cry. He doesn't sing the song. He just says. If I had no. words <laughs> he says to make a day for you. Says that'll do, pig. That'll do. Because he's voted. Hey. Vote. That'll do, pig. <laughs> That'd be a good slogan. If you're an American listener, you should go out and vote in the midterm elections. Uh, this will come out after the midterm elections. You should have voted. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. If you're an American listener, will you understand, babe? Yeah. Yeah, of course you'll understand, babe. It was made by an American production company. I don't know. Um, Filmed in New Zealand, famously. Oh, what an international film. Babe is the film we need in these bleak times. I, believe, I might be wrong, but I think the director was Australian. You know, Farmer Hoggett's a vegan now. Farmer Hoggett got, like, arrested for his political activism. Yeah. He was properly thrown in jail and everything. What a guy. Should we get back to this thread? <laughs> I've completely lost track of why we're doing this. We think pigs should vote. Pigs should vote, and sheep pigs should be able to direct sheep into the voting booths. I think it's a very bad idea to let sheep vote. I think they've got a real herd mentality. Yeah, famously. Yeah. Okay, so no votes for sheep. I take that back. I just got carried away with the babe bit. I also think there shouldn't be votes for sheeple. <gasps> I think you should have to get tested to see if you're a sheep person. if you look like a sheeple, you should have to open your eyes before you vote. That's a thing. Okay, back to the thread. So the OP says... 
parents who vote may genuinely think that one party or result is best for them, but another party or result may offer better policies for their children. That seems to me to suggest that there are some like properly nasty individualist parents out there who are like genuinely able to compartmentalise their interests from those of their children. We're talking about children who aren't old enough to have a vote. It's like the little people who live in their home who depend on them. And that seems weird. Like, that seems really weird. I would like to think that if you've got some kids living in your house and you look after them, then hopefully you'd be able to see the bigger picture and you wouldn't be like, yeah, I mean, it's great for me to pay less tax, but it's a shame little Jemima's not going to be able to have any prick stick. schools won't be funded, yeah. I don't know. But if that is how people work, then don't give them loads of extra votes because they just won't use them for their kids. They won't be like, oh, well... This vote's for me and my tax cuts, but this is for Little Jemima's print sticks. They'll be like, ha-ha, score. Because of Little Jemima, I've got a spare vote, so I can use that to make sure I definitely don't have to pay as much tax. I think the underlying assumption of this whole post is that people, in general, are rational actors. Like, you know, the kind of rational actors that traditional economics looks at yeah. and imagines. Um, and that people always vote in their best interests after strong thought and thinking about yeah. the issues and whatnot and this has been extended to children who because they're people and because they're sentient must therefore be rational yes but this is not the case at all <laughs> because if this came to pass all the kids would just vote for the Peppa pig party or you know Theresa may dressed up as Peppa pig <laughs> david cameron dressed up as Peppa pig but the kids don't get to go and vote in this the parents just get allocated extra votes for breeding right and the kids will say i want you to vote for david cameron who's friends with that pig oh so so you're saying that kids aren't rational actors whereas i'm saying that adults are selfish and not to be trusted i'm saying no one's a rational actor yeah no but you're saying that like the kids would at least be able to make a suggestion and the adults would follow it whereas i don't think that would happen i think the kids would be like Mummy, mummy, vote for Peppa Pig. And then mummy would be like, yeah, of course I'll vote for Peppa Pig, darling. And then she'd be like, ha, 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 here are all my spare votes for the Tories. Fuck the schools, fuck the children. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd do that evil laugh, but yes. Oh, I, I would. I think they'd just vote irrationally. Yeah. As in, say, Brexit. Yeah, should we see what the thread has to say? Completely ridiculous. What a ridiculous idea. What nonsense. Are you on the wind-up? I think the voting age is fine as it is. Perhaps it could be reduced to 16. Well, that's completely not the point that the OP's making, so... <laughs> this is the th- This basic lack of comprehension is more of an issue. Perhaps if we made sure everyone had basic comprehension skills, we wouldn't need to be allocating votes for children. It's impossible to combat the impact of the grey vote. What's wrong with the grey vote? Don't their interests count? Yeah, but they're saying it's disproportionate. They're not saying cull all the oldies lock them in a box on voting day just that it's not proportionate and that seems to me to be the only part of the op that makes any sense i just think their solution is crap their solution's nonsense who's being unreasonable there is the op being unreasonable the children are being unreasonable demanding a vote is babe being unreasonable no babe's never unreasonable very good babe Uh, is unreasonable in wanting to go in the house that's no place for a pig yeah but it's chilly and he thinks he's a dog He's not a duck, he's a pig. But he's so chilly, he gets so sick. That's why Farmer Hogg has to sing the song. I remember. Don't make me sing the song again. Just creating work for you to edit out. <laughs> Let's do another thread. Babe three, pig in the voting booth. Ah, oh, would watch. <laughs> I think there might already be a babe three. There's not a babe three. Oh, okay. I was wrong. I don't think there's a babe three. 
Fizz it straight to DVD. Oh. There's no Babe Free. Ugh. Don't search for Babe Free, people. I mean, yeah, it you came up with porn. some porn. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's probably to be expected, really. We should have thought about it. Whereas, weirdly, I've got an advert on the side of my screen for a sweatshirt that says Babe. How does it know? It doesn't. It's fine. It's coincidence. Do you think the microphone's listening to us? There was an episode of Reply All that dealt with that. Yeah, I heard that. You should all listen to Reply All. It's probably less meandering than this. <laughs> it's more focused, because they're professional journalists and broadcasters, and we're... Not. No. Am I being unreasonable to think she was rude? Trick or treating? Am I a CF? Long story short, we went trick-or-treating as an extended family tonight. About five kids in total, including my one-year-old. I came to the door for every knock. We only knock on decorated houses or those with a few pumpkins, and collected sweets in a bag for my DS. On one of the knocks, I collected a sweet in the bag, and the woman who answered pulled me to the side and said, He looks cute. He's getting those for you, though, I suppose. I said, Ha ha, thinking I had mistaken her tone and she was joking. She was not. She said, I saw you eating them from across the road. If truth be told, I was eating a sweet a little earlier. Am I being unreasonable to say this is bloody rude? Just give sweets to whoever is dressed up or don't do it at all. It would be different if I was dressed for Halloween and there alone. But I was standing with my DS in my arms, with four little children surrounding me. Hardly the cheeky fucker of the century. I like the way uh, the... OP says uh, the person, the woman who answered the door pulled me to the side. Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. You eating them sweets? You eating them sweets, though? <laughs> you eating them sweets? Ha ha. I saw you eating the sweets, though. Truth be photos, told. Photos. Glossy oh. photos of you eating the sweets. Big manila envelope. <laughs> yeah. Time stamped. Black and white. Just loads and loads. So many you could make a flip book. <laughs> 6.37. Refresher. 6.38. Drumstick. 6.39, sherbet. Oh, you'd be sick, couldn't you? It takes ages to eat a drumstick. Simon had a drumstick the other day and it took... It took me hours to Yeah, consume. it didn't look very enjoyable as an experience. But, yeah, who's this person? The sweet police? Well, like, <laughs> why did she pull her to one side? It does sound like this woman was a little odd. No, I'm going to gorge my children with all these sweets. <laughs> I think it's responsible to eat a few of the sweets so the children don't stuff themselves full of sweets. Yeah, I don't see the harm in her having the odd sweetie. And I don't see why she pulled her aside. Like, way to be dramatic about it. I must say, the thing I think is most alarming, I don't care if this woman wanted to eat the sweets or not. Good on her. If you have to go traipsing around with a load of kids trick-or-treating, then you should get some sweets out of it. I think parents should have, uh, say, you know, grown-up sweets on hand. Like, Ferrero Rocher's. Like you open the door and it's just... The, <laughs> it's uh, the pyramid of uh, rushes. You should only get those if you go dressed as the ambassador. <laughs> next Halloween, we've missed our chance now, but next Halloween we should both dress up as the ambassador. One of us dresses up as the ambassador and one of us dresses up as a pyramid of Ferrero rushes. And then we don't go out, we just sit at home laughing about how funny we are. <laughs> Wondering why no one invited us anywhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> just recording this podcast. <laughs> It really is. i tell you what I like the most about this post. Long story short, we went trick-or-treating as an extended family tonight. About five kids in total. So, five votes. You need to be sure how many kids you've taken out trick-or-treating, otherwise at the end, when you're doing the, the tally, 
you've blown it, haven't you? You're like, great, so we've got 30 sweets, and I think we started with five. Did we start with six? Have we lost a kid? Oh, no. Yeah, no wonder she was eating sweets. She's not clear on the percentages of who gets what. And it's all fun and games while you're wandering about, but if you get home and you're still not sure how many kids you started with, you don't know if you've left one, if one of them's been taken by this lady who pulled her aside as some sort of punishment. It's like on voting day when you go down to the voting booth and they say how many kids and therefore how many votes do you have. Uh, and you're about like, oh, five? five? I don't know. And they just give you like eight votes. <laughs> <laughs> you're already there. But then they pull you aside and they say, oh, those votes are really for you, aren't they? I saw you eating the votes. <laughs> those votes are really for you, aren't they? I saw you voting Tory. That's not in the best interest of your children, is it? Because it's how, in this new system, you do eat the votes. They're just big bowls for each party or each candidate, and yeah. you eat a sweetie. And, and they whichever, think, yeah. Whichever, whichever has the least at the end. Has the least at the end. Wins. Yeah. I think I'd instinctively vote Labour in that case, because I think red food is more appetising than blue, green or yellow. I don't know. What if it's blueberries? I love a blueberry. What, oh, Simon, I accidentally wrote a Tory. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. Like, blueberries I've gorged myself. A sort of purple colour, so... You don't want to end up voting UKIP out oh, of this. Oh, God, no. Lord, no. No. Maybe this eating voting system isn't going to work. I know we put a lot of thought into it. Oh. Why do I even bother making suggestions? <laughs> no one ever takes them on board. Um, let's hear from the thread, shall we? Was Some... the OP dressed up? Because that seems like a salient point. It does, actually. She says, just give sweets to... Well, she says wherever is dressed up, but I assume she means whoever. Yeah. Which I think implies I think... that she was dressed up. Yeah. At the very least, she probably had like a little witch's hat or something. Yeah, I don't want to tell parents what to do, but I think you should be dressed up when you go out with the kids. Halloween or in general? <laughs> in general, yeah. Like when you see a kid wearing their Superman costume, you should always see an adult also wearing a Superman costume, otherwise the kid looks silly. Don't make your kid look silly. Yeah, if the kid's dressed up as Superman, you need to be dressed up as Lex Luthor. Full Ooh. bald wig. What does that say about your perception of parent and child relationships? I was going to say Lois Lane. I'm glad you went for Lex Luthor in that case. <laughs> I've got a great costume idea. Your kid goes out as Batman, and you go out as Thomas Wayne. And whenever, <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you knock on someone's door, you just fall down dead, and Batman, you know, cries. Yeah, that might be a bit much for the mum's <laughs> crew. Yeah, so a lot of people are pointing out that a one-year-old probably can't eat that many sweets. And they seem to be saying that as a point against the OP, but I think it fully backs up the OP's point that why not have the odd sweet? Yeah, otherwise what? You're just going to leave the one-year-old at home? Well, someone has actually said, did she expect the one-year-old to stay at home? Yeah, you take the one-year-old and then you eat their sweets, because they can't eat the sweets, apart from soft, soft marshmallows. Oh, God, the one-year-old's got loads of dietary requirements. This is just getting weirder. We actually went to a lot of trouble dressing him up. His outfit wasn't bog-standard either. Yes, I did eat most of the sweets. But the children wanted us to join in. He's veggie and dairy-free, so he couldn't eat the chocolate or the Haribo. He was a one-year-old. Yeah. Huh. I like the idea that the children wanted us to join in. Well, the kids are like, go on, have some sweets. Is she not veggie, though? So is she ate the Haribo? Yeah. yeah so Why she's she got a one-year-old vegetarian baby? I assume for reasons of allergies, but it might just be that she's decided... Okay. Or maybe it's like she always wished that she was veggie, but actually she just really likes chicken. But if the kid never gets a chance to like chicken, then... It'll be easier, you know, making up for the mistakes that she made. Seems like the kid should have that choice. Don't make the same mistakes as me, kid, she says, as she gorges on his Haribo. <laughs> uh, someone has pointed out, yeah, she's admitted that she was eating most of the sweets that were given to the one-year-old, and they've said, well, then this one was right. Who cares? You could be about... right, but still be rude. Yeah, it's about the experience for the kid, and having fun with 
his brothers and sisters. And I think it's important to know that you can be right and still be rude. People are mums that are so often like, well, I'm right, so I don't see how it could possibly be rude. Yeah. Like, okay, but if I went up to someone who objectively reeked of BO and I was like, you stink, mate. Like, that's rude. Rude, but true. Uh, oh. Oh. Couples costume. Babe and Farmer Hoggett. I think that's more of a parent and child <laughs> costume. If someone came to the door dressed as Father Hoggett with a little baby dressed as Babe, I would weep on the spot. I'd ask what they're doing because it's the 4th of November. I wouldn't care. I'd be so <laughs> enchanted by it that I would just be weeping. And go get the Jaffa cakes out of the <laughs> cupboard and start throwing them at them. <laughs> just offering them. Am I being unreasonable to want an explanation if someone can't attend something? Or is I can't come a complete sentence? It generally bugs me because I feel good friends should explain why. To be honest, I wouldn't mind if the reason was I really want an early night. I just think giving a reason is how you treat good friends. What do you think? Is it none of my business or is it more polite? I felt conflicted about this one. Well, I don't think I can't come is a good invitation rejection. That's rude. Sorry, I'm afraid I won't be able to make it is fine. And you don't have to offer further stuff. If it's for, like, a wedding, I think you should offer further stuff. Yeah. Um, if it's for a dinner pie, you know, further stuff. If I was... But if it's just to the pub. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I was texting sorry, a friend and I, I was can't. like, do you want to go to the pub? And they said, I can't come. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> are you really angry at me? <laughs> I'd think that's a coded hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> if I was like, do you want to come the, the, to the, the pub? And they were like, nah, not tonight. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can't come sounds like the terrorists have me. Yeah. But they've let me have my phone for some reason. But they're monitoring my text. Like, um, on Twitter, I get a lot of adverts for Find My Kids, a weird app where, I don't know, you like stalking <laughs> where kids. Where you find some man's kids. <laughs> where you find your own kids. But a piece of advice on there is, as well as fitting this uh, app so that you can track your kids, you should also agree a code word. And on the advert, it's a little picture of a little boy with a speech bubble saying, Mom, I'm with Joffrey. And that's supposed to be the code for, like, I'm in trouble. In what situation has someone kidnapped a child, but they're allowed to phone their mum, and then they say, I'm with Joffrey. And unless the kidnapper is called Joffrey, the kidnapper's going to be like, the fuck is going on? Have you just grasped on me? (laughs) That's clearly a code. Whereas I can't come would be a much more effective one. I think that's not a good code, because a lot of kids nowadays are called, like, uh, Khaleesi and... uh, Yeah, but you wouldn't call your kid Joffrey, would you? Oh, yeah, Sansa. You know, what have you. I don't so think, I think I'm it's inherently... Conceiv- I think it's conceivable that there'd be kids called Joffrey. I've certainly heard of kids called Cersei, and she's not the most sympathetic character. That's true. Um, so I think it's not inconceivable that a kid could be on a play date with Joffrey and then call up and say, <laughs> I'm with Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Do kids often just call up to state exactly what they're doing and put the phone down? I'm picturing a child of, like, five. I'm with, I'm with Joffrey. Joffrey. I'm imagining the start of Lost Highway where the guy goes to the door and says Dick Laurent is dead but going to the door and saying I'm with Joffrey (laughs) Anyway, I can't come Is I can't come a complete sentence? It is a complete sentence but it's not a nice way to say that you're not going to something If all of the OP's friends are responding to all of her invitations with I can't come she might need to reflect on some of her recent behaviour because you'd only do that if you're pissed at someone surely like if all of your friends are just constantly like i can't come it's better than i won't come (laughs) i shan't (laughs) we mustn't no full stop but 
Then maybe she always wants to know loads more information. That's why people are just like, I can't come. I, I can't come. I can't come. I ate too many sweets last night. i got to take the kids out voting tomorrow. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> you can't insist on knowing a reason. And also the fact that she's like saying I want to go to bed early is fine by me. It seems like she's saying that, but probably it's not really fine by her. It seems like it's not that she doesn't. It's not that she wants to know the reason. It sounds to me like she wants the reason to be good enough for her standards, whatever they are. It just sounds like she's got prurient interest in whatever the reasons are. Like, I'll say to my friends, no, I'm too tired. Or, no, I just want a night in. Yeah. Well, I don't say that. I say, sorry, no, I can't another time. Yeah, similarly, just saying, no, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with Joffrey. <laughs> I did send a particularly close friend just uh, the zzz, Z. Snoring emoji the other day. <laughs> but it was because he sent the emoji of a little wine glass. Oh, that's fine. You can respond to an emoji with an emoji. Yeah. Absolutely. What if she's just sending, can you come? And they're sending back, I can't come. That's a like for like response then. Yeah. By your logic, that would be... Will you come? I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> I Imagine don't... if you got a phone call from a friend. <laughs> it's just, will you come? <laughs> be like, what the hell? Will you come? Are you working on a sex line now? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to make outgoing calls. <laughs> <laughs> terrible sex line. Imagine an, out- you come? <laughs> an outbound phone sex line where they're just calling <laughs> you up. <laughs> and stating very seriously. <laughs> Will you come? I can't come. <laughs> Yes, I will come. <laughs> Thank you for the call. <laughs> no, but then if you say I can't come, the person on the outbound call centre phone sex line wants to know all the details as to why. <laughs> I can't come. Please elaborate. Oh, wow. Let's hear from the thread. <sighs> Someone said, is this a text message? Is what a text <laughs> No, this is a phone. <laughs> This is mum's net. I know we're on episode 32 and we haven't really explained it, but a forum is a place where you post on Imagine the if internet. people started just texting mum's net to you. If you're going about your business <laughs> and you're getting every post on a thread, to, it's a text. Sign just up for throwing our... your phone into the abyss and screaming. Sign up for our text service. <laughs> we'll send you the latest mum's net threads every minute on the minute. Do you remember in like 2007 when Twitter first started but not everyone had smartphones so you got a Twitter text service so if you didn't have a smartphone Twitter would text you if you got tagged in a tweet. To be fair that sounds like Donald Trump's new emergency warning system but where they text everyone in America just whatever he wants. <laughs> but just think about the state of Twitter now and imagine if Twitter texts you. Oh god. <laughs> just... Hell from which there's no escape. <laughs> constant barrage of shit um, don't forget to sign up for the you are being unreasonable text service <laughs> where we text you our thoughts on a mum's net thread we don't tell you what thread we don't give you any context you just get a text from me saying oh it's just a shit show these people are bigots and I'm angry <laughs> I just text you the word nugs 20 times a day <laughs> someone explicitly asked us not to say nugs again yeah so someone said is it a text whatever Lots of people saying no one needs to justify themselves to you, which is is true. No, Um, I don't think that is true. I think you do need to justify yourself to your friends. Yeah, no, but like, 
this is where I was going with it. It's true. You don't need to justify yourself, but that doesn't... You don't need to, but you lose yourself friends by yeah. not being a polite person. By not following the social contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interacting like a normal person. Yeah. So apparently this happens face-to-face to the OP as well. <laughs> oh, I'm really starting to feel for the OP. There's either something terribly wrong with her. I can't come. It's even worse than the outbound sex call centre. Mm, doing it straight to your face. Yeah. Sounds like they've got some rude friends. It does seem a lot more natural if you're declining an invitation to just casually say why. Just say sorry. I say sorry all the goddamn time. I apologise for everything I do, practically. You do? It doesn't hurt to say sorry. I'm the same. Yeah. How do we get anything done? Tell you what I'll never apologise for, though. This podcast. There we go. So, basically people are saying, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but they don't owe you anything. And then everyone's saying, no one owes anyone anything, because Mum's net has this real feeling that it should always be you and your little family, and if someone wants to interact with you, you should tell them to fuck off. That's nonsense. Yeah, this Mum's is Rand- a- Anne Randy-inspired Max Stirner individualism. No one owes anyone anything. We're all just atoms floating through the void. Why bother doing anything? That's a very hip thing to think at the moment, though. A lot of people seem to be taking that view, and that's because a lot of people are terrible. That's because a lot of people have been brainwashed by capitalism. Yeah, same thing. Terrible. Uh, should we do one more speed round? Yes. Am I being unreasonable to make Dee Dee go to school in socks tomorrow? She says she will be freezing. Uh, kids should wear socks, surely. <laughs> Maybe she means only socks? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, am I being unreasonable to self-indulge in this thread as a timeline? Oh, yeah, there's too much self-indulgence on the internet already. <sighs> am I being unreasonable? Spellings that make you cringe. Hmm... No. Defiantly. Defiantly? When people mean definitely and they say defiantly. I can never spell the word bureaucracy. No, me neither. I did a show with that in the title and then in the brochure it had a typo. Not a typo because I had written it, just didn't know. Am I being unreasonable to not trust her? No, don't trust anyone. And am I being unreasonable? Daughter dragged on floor by entertainer. Uh, doesn't sound great. No. No. Not unreasonable. And last one, am I being unreasonable? The National Lottery can fuck the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it let's down. Let's just distribute the money evenly. Yeah, let's. Okay, so we're going to crack on and do that. And we will see you again in two weeks' time for another You Are Being Unreasonable. We've got various other projects going on. Yeah, I'm uh, doing a craft group with Catherine Badman, who some of you will know because I think a lot of our listeners are improvisers. Um, it's every second Thursday in Peckham and it's a craft group for women to craft and chat and smash the patriarchy um, and buy drinks from the bar because they give us the space for free and it really embarrasses me when the group don't buy drinks from the bar. That's my thing. Very good. Uh, I recently updated my website at simonxix.com so uh, go and have a look at that if you want to see all the writing and whatnot that I do. Um, um, I'm going to be reprising my Clapham Fringe show at some point in December or January. Oh. Details to follow. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, follow the show at Why You're Being Reasonable. Send us requests. Uh, and, yeah, continue to listening and subscribing and liking it. Continue liking us. <laughs> Bye. Fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now.